Hey, what the fuck's up, people? How in the world are you all doing? Um, so, yeah, laid up. I, uh, spent the weekend watching, reading the, uh, the Turner Diaries. Um, the forbidden book that you're never, ever supposed to read. Well, that's what I got to say about it. Uh, just wow, dude. What an incredible book. This book was written in the 70s and released as a book in the early 80s. Um, it is so prescient and far-seeing that you know the author was no dummy, no racist bumpkin. He was an idealist and a very cold and hard appraisal of the situation as it was in his time. Our author was surely correct about the progression of the state apparatus being used against the founding stock of America. He was dead nuts on about the use of the word racist being the almighty slur that it has become. He also noticed that whites are racist and blacks are obedient. He paints a brilliant picture of how a new world could in fact come to be by the efforts of a small and dedicated few. He doesn't spare any feelings or offer any condolences. He speaks angrily about the people who all but begged to be enslaved. He's disgusted by the weakness of men over material comfort, and on this, I could not agree more. I have myself laid out a means for an asymmetrical warfare approach on this government many a time. I had no idea that my thoughts were so much better illustrated by this brilliant book. <laughs> I had no idea that my notice of the state's inadequacies were so well known as to have a book detailing my exact idea of how this could work. The book makes no bones about the issues and the problems. Uh, Jewish control over all uh, public aspects of life. Jewish media, Jewish movies, and the Talmudic flavor of a once Christian society. The author correctly sees the state of Israel and the state of New York as the most legitimate targets. It's a gripping tale of an uprising done by a secretive, quote, order within a larger organization. They use the secretive and useful techniques that the Masons have developed to ensure against a subversion. The main narrative and character is obviously very proud and slightly scared of his oath to this order. As the story progresses, we see and learn more about the ultimate aim of this order. The racial stuff comes slow at first, and then it becomes obvious that this is very much the result of interracial relations. <clears throat> In the book, the state does some things that have happened, but just don't stick out to most brainwashed Americans. The total jobs program, called TSA, is, as far as I'm aware, mostly for black employees. Blacks with the authority to ruin Whitey's day just because. The DMV seems to be far more black than my area demographics would suggest. We have offered the position of mayor to a hateful female black that openly dislikes whites. <laughs> we have all across this country been beaten with propaganda that any speak of black behavior is racist. The media refuse to tell the truth about crime, and violent crime in particular, we are locking up patriots for nothing and setting holidays for robbing, pimping babies that throw a fit when they get caught in the act. George Floyd did more damage to this country than King George could ever have hoped for. <clears throat> At least in the diaries, blacks have been deputized by some Jewish anti-racist brigade. This coming after a nationwide sweep of all known gun owners. Just as we've said, registrations are simple lists for tyrants. 
Since they began the Federal Registry, they've recorded hundreds of millions of sales. Thankfully, the gun situation is better today than it was in the early 80s. The gun grabbers were really making hay until the, quote, assault weapons ban. Americans were lazy about their most important freedom. Since the sunset of that ridiculous farce, the people have made it nearly impossible to enact again. Every state that's offered voluntary surrender of weapons is fucking disappointed when a sliver of the registered guns appear for their taking, even when it's, quote, the law that they do so. <clears throat> the diary puts the conflict at the beginning of the 1990s. Had this been put into action at that time, this would be a mission outline, not a mere book of a dystopian future. The reliance upon hard infrastructure still very much a reality for travel and our utilities. Okay, the utilities situation and the travel situation have not changed much since the 90s. Um, they've actually probably gotten worse. The communication aspect has changed so dramatically as to make some parts of this book out of the question for any rebel group today. Other than the cellular and networking capabilities that have grown into every aspect of modern life, the basic infrastructure remains unguarded, unreliable, and easily compromised. Bridges, freeways, power substations, and so on are still as they were in the 90s. Chaos and citywide destruction is still very capable a task for a fairly small group of dedicated patriots. I suggest this book to everyone. Regardless of where you sit on the political spectrum, which this book despises, you need to know the possibilities around you. The ideological message is this. We, the Anglo-Saxon people, are at war with Judah and his minions. The book promotes the absolute destruction of world Jewry. As a result of the extremely selfish and arrogant leaders, the war turns into an all-out race war, one in which the whites are forced to make a waste of much of the earth, all for the future of white children to live, grow, and enjoy the fruits of creation as they were instructed to do. <laughs> Today, everyone wants to be a victim, right? The only people who celebrate their victories over others are Jews. Well, we used to celebrate the 4th of July as our Independence Day. Now, around here, there's far more interest in All Hallows' Eve than the founding of this great nation. One heartwarming part of the book is their choice of the date for the, quote, big offensive. July 4, baby. I don't want to spoil this book. I want y'all to read it. I know, I know. You're not supposed to. And that's why you should. I've read everything I can get a hold of that's, quote, banned. From the Protocols to the International Jew to the Turner Diaries, the through line is this. The Jews are after world domination, and if the white race doesn't stop them, we are all goners. This is the ultimate message of thousands of hard-to-find works going back a thousand years or more. Why? How could so many different people in different times and places all come to the same harsh conclusion? Martin Luther and the author of the Turner Diaries could be besties, okay? Now, the author is dead, and by my logic, that makes his work open source. Unfortunately, we have a ridiculously stupid copyright legal scheme, one that prevents the broad dissemination of information if there's a copyright claim, even if by the publisher, who we are rapidly replacing with self-publishing anyways. 
The model Thomas Paine took was to forego the copyright and offer common sense totally free of any limits on copying, giving, and hell, I don't even know, maybe even editing. I just know he refused to copyright it to see it spread faster. And fast it did spread. So fast that he was branded a traitor by the British before becoming one of America's own sons. The book misses a few major events, but is nearly spot on. He missed the extreme police state switch by about a decade. He does harp on the date 9-11. September 11th is an important date in this book. Why or how, I have no idea. The author lets us know his contempt for the American people is just as real as his contempt for the Jews who run them. Indeed, he justifies a great number of deaths by simply stating that there's no such thing as an innocent when, it's come, when it comes to the American people. A people get the government that they deserve, yeah? A people who expect to remain a people and to survive as a people should probably make plans to protect the purity of that people, okay? When Jewish agitators run campaigns on vague slogans about equality, they know they are causing trouble where it doesn't need to be. They know equality is childish, but an effective tool to pry open a polity and wreck its inner workings this book ends in an extreme fashion. Well, then I'm not sure about the intentions of the author. Did he set out to promote such a brutal answer to securing a safe future for Europeans? Was this a warning of the unpredictability of war and the possibility that we might ignite a global race war? <laughs> well, I know a little bit about the author, and I have decided what I think. I think he's giving us an awful wake-up call and wanted the maximum effect. I also believe that this is the future that the author foresaw and honestly tried to avoid. I'm also sure that this man believes in the supremacy of whites over all others. And that's his opinion. He has a right to believe that. I would like to see a more natural world, you know, that doesn't make my subconscious soul ache every time I go outside. When regular old folks are hooked up to wires and shown interracial couples, they register a feeling of disgust. Not a noticeable or even visible emotion, but one that's picked up by electrical signals all the same. And it's the same for same-sex relations. Straight men will see the same disgust they saw with the interracial couple. Anything that seems unnatural shows up as disgust. The idea of diversity being a strength was proven false before it ever got off, before it ever even got started, dude. The liberal science of the 1990s was disproving the notion that jumbled up people cooperate and civilize each other. The more jumbled up the people, the more suspicious, the more judgmental, and the less willing to cooperate they are. The further apart the people get, the more pronounced the problems become. The diaries were written before South Africa fell. If the author had lived to see today's South Africa, I think he'd rather be dead. We have the Turner Diaries, the Protocols, the works of Ford, Luther, and a million priests and pastors of all time and place. Their message is always, and in every instance, the same. Wake up, Gentiles, and see who your enemy is. Face him and fight him. For if you fail to take on the challenge of your age, your children will suffer a bondage not seen before on this earth. This is the warning. Do you need to see the proof? Rhodesia, South Africa, the Holodomor, the slaughtering of the Palestinians. Are these not all the products of the same people?
the same papers, the same accusations, and the exact same fate for the whites who give in? Well, we're seeing it hard and heavy in the U.S., blacks taking the names of the ancient Egyptians and the ancient Israelites. Both cases are being egged on by agitators. Black Muslims are basically an oxymoron, yet the black Muslims are strong and care not that the founder of Islam was white and cared for blacks least. The Africans don't really have a unifying religion, right? Voodoo and a collection of strange and ancient traditions are the religions of Africa. Their moral code, if they have one, seems to be about as flexible as it gets. Eating one another is very common in Africa, and it plays a dark part in the diaries. This book is true to form, though not politically correct. It is true on many levels. It's as harsh on the race traders as anyone. In fact, they get it the worst. We know that the mouthpieces that lie to us do so for their own gain and at the expense of their own people. The corrupt judges, politicians, media, and on and on, man. They get it bad. The guilt of racism is defeated by hanging of thousands of race traders, men and women. The excuse by one young lady who preferred the company of blacks, quote, I was just doing what everyone else was, or of a man, quote, I just went along to do business. Well, these were admissions of selfish motives that got those who used such pathetic excuses no more fanfare than those who silently accepted their fate. This is a truly gruesome affair, one I've been thinking about for days since reading it. Like I said, I won't spoil this epic tale for those who want to read it themselves. I can't see any book having a higher impact on the fence-sitters than this one. It is fiction, but only in the sense that we haven't done it yet. It is the playbook that threatens the state the most, and as such, this book is slandered to no end, and treated like Hitler himself wrote it. All banned books seem to be banned because they speak plainly and honestly about Jews. The conspiracy community, if such a thing exists, is apt to blame the Catholics, the Masons, hell, even the Mormons. But Jews? Well, they're just off-limits, and even in these circles. Just ask, ask Alex Jones, right? And he'll confirm a Jew never did anything to anyone. Regardless of how many callers call, or how reasonable their comments may be, AJ filibusters and hangs up, as if the state of Israel were even legitimate. Well, I'm no punk. No puppet, and I'm nobody's bitch. I think y'all should read the Turner Diaries and everything else that chronicles the relationship between Gentile and Jew going back some 2,000 years now. I've even been somewhat convinced that the whole, quote, Christ was a Jew crap is just that, crap. Reading the scripture carefully, it's hard to tell if Jesus was talking to them, or what's more likely, he was purposely avoiding giving the blessing of salvation to the Jews. This is proved out by his unwillingness to speak plain in their presence. The Bible explains that Christ spoke in parables to confuse the impious Jews. Also that they are not his sheep, nor did they know him. They are of their father the devil, in whom there is only lies and murder. That's, that's a paraphrase, but that's basically what the Bible says. <laughs> the Talmud was the religion that Christ came to discredit and prove false. They called it the tradition of the elders, but it was the Babylonian Talmud that Christ meant to destroy. He came as a savior to his flock, who he knew, and a messenger to the tribe, who he knew not. This is all made pretty well clear in the Gospels. 
the books that chronicle the lives, the life and times of Jesus Christ. In final examination of the book, the controversy and its status, I'm left feeling as though we blew a great opportunity to act in the 1990s when they banned sporting rifles. We've blown many chances to act in concert and as one people. We've been under a vicious assault on our beliefs, our customs, and our culture from one people. A people that are brilliant at soliciting others to do their bidding. A people that, until recently, enjoyed anonymity and were often heard but not seen. This book isn't banned because it lays out a plan to destroy the federal government. It's banned for its language and attitude towards one group, and that's Jews. You simply cannot criticize these people, regardless of their role in organized crime, international terror, or the extreme oppression they visit upon anyone they see as different. Their actions in Palestine are beyond the pale. They deserve to answer for themselves. Such a collectivist people ought to be judged collectively. On the whole, Jewish presence in any land is trouble. I think they should retreat to the desert and give the goyim a while to forget. We always forgive and forget. Well, not me. I'm never going to forgive, and I'll fight my life away, making sure that y'all don't ever forget. I know why America is broken, and I know how to fix it. Can we do what needs to be done and retain our own humanity? I think so. It's a matter of politely asking some folks who don't belong to leave, then make our requests more and more emphatic until we've exhausted all civil means. This could be a peaceful affair, but it would not be easy. And God knows Americans love easy. This book shows us just, you know, just shows us that just as they are moved to be worthless by tyrants, they can be weaponized by taking away their comfort. A fact I've known for some time. The question still remains, them or us? It's time to choose, and it's time to act based upon solid moral principles that cannot be denied. In short, it's time to man the fuck up. Okay? <clears throat> when people tell you that you're not allowed to read something, and you're a grown-up, what the fuck makes you think you need to listen to anybody tell you what you can and can't read, watch, or listen to. Huh? This country's so self-censored at this point that it's just beyond bonkers. Heaven forbid anybody tell the truth, speak their mind, or, you know, what I've just said is, they're trying to make it illegal, right, basically. What I've just said is illegal in much of the Western world. Why? Why? It shouldn't be. shouldn't be illegal to fucking criticize anybody. Everybody should be open for criticism. Everybody's behavior should be open for fucking examination. Everybody. Nobody should get a pass. Certainly not one tribe of 12 from an ancient time. Okay? Certainly since they're so full of converts, not the blood of Abraham, right? So... This is the through line. Every banned book that I come across has this, it's one thing in common, you know. It's daring to tell the goyim about the plans of these people. And uh, can we really deny that this is happening? Can you, you know, you can all you want. I, I, for myself, the proof is plain and I'm not an idiot. I take what I see and what I'm told on their face. You know, when people tell me that they're God's chosen people and that they're going to take over the world and make me their slave, 
I fucking take note, okay? I, I sit up and I take notice to shit like that. And that's what they're saying, loud and clear, all over the fucking land of Israel, okay? Well, that ain't the land of Israel. It was called Judah until the Romans kicked their punk asses out, okay? Turned them into a roving tribe, roaming tribe of gypsies for like a thousand years until they got their way back into Europe, okay? Now, since they've been in Europe, they've been mucking up the shit since, well, since they entered Europe. So there's really only one solution, and that is to ask them to leave European places, okay? They've got a country of their own, and they can go there. They don't need to be here messing everything up. They don't need to be in Europe messing everything up. They can go to Israel and live there and continue to, to just fuck over Palestinians um, if the world continues to let them. I don't think we should, but whatever. It's better there than here. I know that sounds callous, but I don't like these people fucking with my country. I'd much rather them be in the desert in the Middle East. I think it might be safer for them anyways to do that. So, you know, all food for thought, uh, it's still a free country, in it? And I can still say whatever the fuck I want, can't I? Yes, I can, and I will. So, until this shit gets figured out and worked out, I'm gonna keep running my motherfucking mouth. And y'all can just get used to it, right? <laughs> what is that? What, what do they say? Lahayam or something? Anyways, y'all take care now. Peace out.